This is Jocko Podcast number 174 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. So, I was the commander of the training detachment, which runs the tactical kind of advanced training for the West Coast SEAL teams. And when I was in that position, one of the things that you have to do when you're in a leadership position is you have to give evaluations for everyone that works for you. You have to basically write down and evaluate how good they are and how well they do their job. This is normal for everyone in the Navy and everyone in the military, really. And in the Navy, it's a 5.0 system that you're getting graded on. So 5.0 is the best and 1.0 is the worst. I don't know if you can go lower than that. You probably can, but there, and there are rules about how many people you can put at the top. You have to, for, it's called forced ranking. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Forced ranking means you have to actually rank everyone. So if you have 10 people working for you, mm-hmm. you have to rank. This is my number one guy, this is my number oh, two guy, gotcha. all the way down through number 10. And so, so what you cannot do is you can't just say, hey, everyone's great. Everyone's a 5.0. That's, mm-hmm. that's you're not allowed to do that. And believe it or not, that's what people w- would do. Most people would just, they have to evaluate someone, guess what they say? Hey, you're great, you do everything great. And you wouldn't think that the military, right, the military would have a hard time telling people like, hey, here's some areas where you need to improve. You wouldn't think that the military, especially like the SEAL teams, you know, the big tough SEAL is gonna have a hard time telling some someone, hey, this is where your performances could be better, right? Yeah. But actually, no one likes having those hard conversations. I should say just about no one likes having those hard conversations. And in fact, this is completely evident in the fact that there was an old evaluation system when I first got into the Navy, and there you didn't have to force rank. You could just make everyone perfect, basically, on paper. And that's actually what happened. That system was a 4.0 system, so it was 4.0 was the highest that you could get, mm-hmm. and everyone was a 4.0 guy. <laughs> everyone got 4.0s in everything. Mm-hmm. And I actually have to take that back, and I think I might have talked about this before, but my first evaluation that I got at a SEAL team, I wasn't even in a platoon yet, but I was going through the initial training that you used to do to SEAL team, when you got to the SEAL team, you did something called STT, which was stood for SEAL Tactical Training, and it, it basically taught you the a little bit more advanced skills than you learned in BUDS. And I got a 4.0 in everything, but I actually got a, a 3.8 in a category called Human Relations. <laughs> and I was... I guess, you know, I talked to my friends, they're like, yo, we got 4.0 and everything. And everyone got 4.0 except for me. Yeah. I got the 3.8. And so then you're supposed to get a counseling, right, from, and the officer that had written my, the officer that had written my evaluation and give me all 4.0, 4.0 in tactics, 4.0 in this, 4.0 in the other thing, and then a 3.8 in human relations. And he had to counsel me because that's what you have to do. You have to go through and make sure that no one objects. And... He, he looked at me and he said, you know, I, I give you a 3.8 in, you know, in human relations because, well, because I think you're a little too hard on people that are, that are unsat. <laughs> unsat, sure. sure. 
And yeah, I kind of took pride in that, you know, because <laughs> at that time I wasn't really playing the game, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of was thinking to myself, yeah, I, I, that's right. Yeah. You know, if you're unsat, I am going to be hard on you. And you can probably guess of the group that I was in, which individual I was harder on than anyone else was actually that guy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of funny. But, you know, after that, after I got into a SEAL platoon, then all, you know, everything was 4.0 all the time. And again, I'm not bragging at all about that because every single guy, we all had 4.0s across the board on everything and everyone was the best SEAL and the SEAL teams ever in the history of ever. That's what it was like. Yeah. And everyone was, that's just, that's just the way it was. Everyone was the best. So the Navy realized this. Basically the Navy realized that all the leaders were cowards <laughs> and it, when it came to telling the truth to the troops about where they stood and where they could improve. So they made, they made a change. They made this drastic change to the evaluation and they changed to this thing called forced ranking where whatever there was percentages on how many people could be ranked at the highest level. Like it was like 10% of your people can be ranked at the highest level and then 20% in the next tier and it went on down the line. You didn't actually have to rank someone as bad, but you couldn't rank a bunch of people at the top. Mm. And it was, it actually made made a big difference all of a sudden. Because now all of a sudden you had to, if you were in a leadership position, you had to give your some of your people some lower rankings. Mm-hmm. And you actually had to figure out who is better. And eventually what they did is, again, people not wanting to have hard conversations. Eventually what they did is because w- how you advance in the Navy is based on your evaluations, which is what we're talking about. But it's also based on how much time you have in grade. So you can't, if you make, if you're an E4, you can't make E5 for three years, or there's some some random number. Like, you cannot make E5 for three years. And so what they started doing is just ranking you based on how long you were there for. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's, that's what they started doing. So basically, it didn't really help because you still ended up just saying, oh, well, you know, you, you're just new, and that's why you didn't get promoted. Well, I didn't really understand that. When the first... When the very first of the forced ranking evaluations came out, I had just made E5. And because I had just made E5, I got ranked at the bottom of the E5s in my platoon. Mm. And like I said, at this time, I wasn't really playing the game <laughs> really fully. So I was kind of went to my chief and my, and my lieutenant with, hey, why am, why am I at the bottom? How, how can I be the lowest ranking of the E5s? Because that's just wrong. What about this guy here? You know, what about this guy over here? You tell me that this guy is is doing a better job than I am because I was working really hard and doing a good job. And they didn't disagree with me. Mm-hmm. What they said is like, look, yes, Jocko, you're, you're, you're definitely doing a better job than that guy and that guy. But here's the deal. They're up for promotion and you're not. And when you're up for promotion, you'll be at the top when it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And... Again, I wasn't really playing the game, so I said, "Oh, okay, you know, I get it. Why didn't you just tell me that we're communists?" Is, is what was what's going on there, and you know, they're no, we're not communists. It's just you know, this is just the way that the system works. And I said, "Okay, so what you're telling me is this is a communist system is is what's happening." Thanks, comrade. And of course, they did their best to explain it to me, and I didn't really listen because. Like I said, don't wasn't really playing the game at this time. I was a young, you know, E5 getting after it. 
But eventually, it was me that was evaluating people and force ranking them. And then it was me that was explaining the rules of why people got ranked, where they got ranked, and why I gave them the grades that I gave them. And of course, I did this a bunch from when I was an assistant platoon commander and a platoon commander and a task unit commander. So I had done this a bunch, and now I was the officer in charge of the training detachment. And I had one of the guys that didn't like where he got ranked. He, he, was, he, he didn't like it. He thought he deserved higher. And he, he thought he deserved a bunch of five O's, the, the highest possible grade. And oh, you know, maybe not on all the criteria, but on some of them. And he actually requested an office call with me, meaning he wanted to come and talk to me, which was kind of weird because at this time, people literally would just walk in my office all the time and you know say, hey, what's up? I got to, you know, they would talk to me about something. I was super casual about people coming to see me. No, no factor, right? So when this guy went and actually organized an official meeting with me, I was, you know, I was totally cool with it, but it was weird. And he came in and he had his evaluation with him and he put it on my desk and you know he said something along the lines of, you know, I got ranked in the middle of the pack and how did this happen and I should be at the top or, or at least I should be near it and I should have five O's in, in you know, this category and that category and this other category. And the guy himself, he wasn't a slacker by any stretch of the imagination. He was a good, really solid seal. He wasn't like an over-the-top outstanding front runner, but he was really, really solid, which you are only allowed to have a very small number of guys that you're ranking as front runners. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't there. And, you know, I was I was better at this point at playing the game, you know, up and down the chain of command. And so what I did is I sat there and I listened to him and I listened to his perspective. And as I was doing that, as I was listening to this guy, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this guy's a hardworking SEAL. He thinks he should have higher grades across the board. He thinks he should be a top-ranked guy with 5.0s. And as I'm sitting there listening to him, I'm thinking, why does he actually think that? Why does he think that? What What is going on in his head that he thinks that he should be a 5.0? And of course, I'm thinking to myself, this is somehow my fault. This has got to be my fault because I'm the leader and I have a guy, I have a guy that's concerned enough about his rankings that he's in here talking to me. He actually set an appointment to come and talk to me about this. So obviously I had not done a good job at this point of explaining things to him. And if I'm if I'm if he doesn't get it, obviously there's gonna be more people that that think the same way. Then you know he's not the only one. When someone comes to you the problem, they're not the only one. So that's what I'm thinking. And I'm 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 thinking that he's thinking he's a 5.0. That's what he's thinking. He's thinking he's a 5.0, and he's not. And he thinks he should be. And then I'm trying to figure out, I'm thinking to myself, okay, how do I explain to him where he is missing the mark? How can I explain to him that he's not quite a 5.0? Because 5.0 is outstanding. And then the answer kind of jumped out at me, the answer was the evaluation form itself. That's, that's what it was. Because the evaluation form itself actually gives the definition of what a 5.0 sailor is, what a 5.0 leader is. 
and really when you break it down what a 5.0 human being is the evaluation actually spells it out in plain English so I picked up the evaluation form that he had brought in and I started to read chunks of it to him so the first little chunk that I read to read to him there's a section called professional knowledge and and if you are a 5.0 in professional knowledge, it gives you a list of what you are. And here's what it says. If you're a 5.0 in professional knowledge, this is what it says. Recognized expert sought out by all for technical knowledge. Uses knowledge to solve complex technical problems. Meets advancement requirements early and with distinction. So, you know, I looked at him and said, okay, recognized expert. Are you a recognized expert? Does, how often are you getting called by the East Coast or by the SEAL team to help them solve a problem? The answer was he's not. He's a good, solid guy, really good instructor, but he's not a, he's not a recognized expert. And he knew it. And then I read the the 3.0, which is a middle grade. Like, hey, this is your average situation. I said, maybe this is you. I said, listen, strong working knowledge of rating, specialty, and job. Reliably applies knowledge to accomplish tasks. Meets advancement requirements on time. This is a solid human being, right? This yeah. is solid. That's a, that's a 3.0 right there. Mm. And again, as I'm reading to this, this guy, yeah, he had strong working knowledge for sure. He was applying that knowledge to his job for sure. He was doing that, so that's cool. That's 3.0. What about quality of work? Another section, quality of work. Here's 5.0 for quality of work. Needs no supervision. Always produces exceptional work. No rework required. Maximizes resources. So, needs no resources. Let's think about that. I mean, this guy was working in another department. He was definitely being managed. And then always produces exceptional work. Again, this is as good, you can't get any better than exceptional. Mm-hmm. So I said, is that you? Do you not need any supervision? And he knew, I mean, I know, I worked in the departments. I know what's going on. He, he's not gonna, he can't lie to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, how about this? Needs little supervision. Produces quality work, few errors, uses resources efficiently. You know what that is? That's 3.0. I actually gave you a 4.0, somewhere in between those two. Mm. I'm actually being kind of generous. What what do you think? Mm -hmm. How about military bearing and character? Let's see what that looks like. Here's what what the definition for military bearing and character is. U.S. Navy 5.0 evaluation. Exemplary personal appearance. Model of conduct conduct on and off duty. A leader in physical readiness exemplifies Navy core values, honor, courage, commitment. Now, this guy's sitting in my office. He's in sloppy PT gear. His hair's a little bit long, and he's not he's not one of these super stud seals that's in awesome physical shape. He's kind of a guy that liked to party a bit, and he was a hard-working seal, a great guy, but I'm saying he wasn't exactly a model of conduct on and off duty. Think about what that means, yeah. a model of conduct. So that's 5.0. I, then I said, listen, let me tell you what I tell him. 
Let me tell you what 3.0 is. Excellent personal appearance, excellent conduct. Conscientiously complies with regulations. Complies with physical readiness program. Lives up to Navy Corps values, honor, courage, commitment. That, that to me, you know, you're a pretty squared away guy, but look, how'd you do on that last PT test? Mm-hmm. Right, because you, you didn't knock it out of the park, I know that. <laughs> Right. So are you are you telling him yes. these? You're reading. I'm these reading. To him. I'm doing Dang, what okay. we're doing right here. Perfect. I'm straight up reading them to him because because it, it was it's really obvious yeah. that these standards are very very high. Mm-hmm. And you know, also here's the bottom of the barrel. Okay, this is 1.0, 1.0 for for values. Or, or for military bearing and character. This is 1.0. Consistently unsatisfactory appearance, poor self-control, conduct resulting in disciplinary action, unable to meet one or more physical readiness requirements, fails to live up to one or more Navy core values, honor, courage, commitment. So, so this guy clearly is not a, a 1.0. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a hard, you know, that's a, that's a bad sailor. Mm-hmm. But this guy's solid. He's in the middle. I think I had him with a 4.0. I said, I, are we good with a 4.0? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to tell me that you crushed, that you were the leader of the pack on the last PT test that we did? You know, what will you tell me? Were you the, were you the 5.0? No, mm-hmm. couldn't honestly say it. And by now he kind of, he kind of got the message that he's no 1.0, but he definitely wasn't a 5.0 either. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly what I realized is he never actually read through what those standards were. And clearly that was my fault for not making sure that this guy and the rest of the people at my command understood what the grading criteria was. And I started to try and do that. And I started to realize that the, the grading criteria was actually solid. And it was a good guide to being a, a really good seal, a really good sailor, a really good person. And as you read through some of these 5.0 qualities, here's the one for command organizational climate slash equal opportunity. So if you're, this is your, if you're a 5.0 in this category, measurably contributes to the Navy's increased retention and reduced attrition objective. Proactive leader, exemplary mentor, involved in subordinates' personal development, leading to professional growth and sustained commitment, initiates support programs for military, civilian, and families to achieve exceptional command and organizational climate. The model of achievement develops unit cohesion by valuing differences as strengths. So let's think about that. That's that's a massive. Who's going to get 50 in that? Mm-hmm. In the SEAL teams not too many people cuz in the SEAL teams who's initiating support programs? It means you're you're actively starting a program to help support, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys that are going to hit 5.0 and that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Here's what 5.0 looks like for personal job accomplishment and initiative energetic self-starter, completes tasks or qualifications early, far better than expected. So you're not just doing, you're doing it early and it's still even better than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Plans and prioritizes wisely and with exceptional foresight. Seeks extra responsibility and takes on the hardest jobs. That's 5.0. Here's the the 5.0 for teamwork. Team builder, inspires cooperation and progress, focuses goals and techniques for teams, the best at accepting and offering team direction. That's a team player, that's teamwork. And here's, here's, the, here's how you get a 5.0 in leadership. 
Now think about this. You think you're a good seal, you think you're a good sailor, and you think I'm, I'm a good leader, right? Here's what you have to do to get a 5.0. Inspiring motivator and trainer. Subordinates reach highest level of growth and development. So now all of a sudden it's not even about you anymore. This is about you being a leader and you, not just what you do, but what your subordinates, your subordinates have to reach the highest level of growth and development. It goes on, superb organizer, great foresight, develops process improvements and efficiencies, leadership achievements, leadership achievement dramatically further command mission and vision. So what you do as a leader dramatically furthers the mission, perseveres through the toughest challenges, and inspires other, others, exceptional communicator. How many people do you know that are exceptional communicators? There's not a lot of people that are exceptional communicators. That's a hard thing. That's not only being born with some communication skills, it's actively working and honing those skills through your lifetime before someone tells you you're an exceptional communicator. Mm. Make subordinate safety conscience maintains top safety record, constantly improves the personal and professional lives of others. So this is, this is barely even about you anymore. It's how well, how well does your team do? So you've gotta be 100% squared away if you're gonna get a 5.0 in leadership. That's just the way it is. And, and like I said, you're not just getting judged on your success, but on the success, not just of the mission, but of the actual individual people that work for you. And so this, this granular look at these descriptions kind of changed this guy's perspective. And now he actually saw what he was supposed to be doing. He actually knew what he was aiming at. And he didn't know that before. And you know whose fault it is that he didn't know that? It's my fault. Because I'm the guy that's in charge. And I thought everyone knew. Or I thought at least everyone was aiming as high as they possibly could at everything. But that's actually naive. It's naive for a couple reasons. Not only is not everyone aiming to be the best they can, you know, some people don't care about some things, but sometimes people don't actually understand what it is that they're supposed to be aiming at. They don't understand what the metric is, how they're being measured. And clearly, you have to have something to aim at. And if you don't have anything to aim at, then you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to you're never gonna hit the target that you're not aiming at. You have to aim at the target to hit it. You have to know what you're trying to be or you won't be that. And the Navy, I think, with this evaluation form, does a decent job if you kinda can take a step back. And one problem is with with the Navy evaluation system and all the evaluation systems in the military is they're very administrative. It's, it turns into mo- much more of a paperwork drill than it is an actual, an actual attempt to make people improve themselves, mm-hmm. right? It, it's there, but people go, oh, I got to fall. Oh, this is where I fell out. Cool, I'm up for promotion. Cool, I made it. They don't read it, yeah. right? They don't actually, it's not, it's not a true counseling. Ob- the objective isn't to really truly improve those people. That's one of the problems with this. Mm-hmm. With the, with the counseling system inside the Navy, and it happens in the other branches as well. But, but if you read that sheet and you kind of take a look at it, then you realize, okay, there's some things that I can aim at now. And the Navy does a decent job of that. I'll tell you, the Marine Corps does an even better job. 
the United States Marine Corps evaluation system is more detailed and it's more descriptive and it's more complete. The Navy system, the, the whole Navy evaluation is two pages long. The Marine Corps, theirs is six pages long. And one thing that's interesting about the Marine Corps, you know, in, in the Navy one, they list, okay, you're a 1.0. This is what you're like as a 1.0. The Marine Corps doesn't even give descriptions for the low end of the spectrum. They, 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 don't, even, they don't even exist. Hmm. They're not going to waste time describing a, a loser Marine. <laughs> they, they have a higher minimum standard, basically. But this is one thing that struck me. The, the first time I kind of noticed the Marine Corps evaluation system because it's it's an administrative thing so it's not like I would see it on a regular basis when I was in Ramadi I was in the brigade tactical operations center and I was probably there for a meeting with the brigade commander or whatever and was there for whatever reason and one of the marine officers was in there who I knew and we were kind of talking and he was filling out one of an evaluation for one of his guys and he was on the back page of his evaluation and I was just you know, being nosy, I guess, looking at looking at what it was like, looking at what their system was like, comparing it to our system. And as I was looking at the form, on the last page, the page he was actually working on, there was a, a graphic representation of, of Marines and of how they rank Marines. And it kind of looked like a Christmas tree. So if you picture a Christmas tree, and the, the whole Christmas tree is made up of little eagle globe and anchors, which is the symbol of the Marine Corps. Mm. And so there's a bunch of little eagle globe and anchors, and they're all positioned on this piece of paper, and it looks like a Christmas tree. And so the, the bottom, actually the, the bottom of this graphic, the bottom of this Christmas tree is just an empty space. There's nothing there. And, and that line is represented. There's a little indicator that shows what that line represents. That line represents the unqualified Marine. So there should be no unqualified Marines in your unit. And then it goes up one level, and now you've just got one single Eagle Globe and Anchor representing one Marine, and, and this, this is, it looks like the trunk of the Christmas tree. And that, that line is labeled a qualified Marine. So now you've got one guy, you know, percentage-wise, one person that is simply just a qualified Marine. He's qualified but there's not, there shouldn't be that many of them. And then they go, now you picture a Christmas tree above the trunk, now it's a big wide area, and that's where they go to. This next level, which has the most, it's like the middle third of the Christmas tree. And that area, they labeled that area one of the many highly qualified professionals who form the majority of this grade. So the, the biggest chunk of people is sort of in the middle third of this Christmas tree, and that's what it is. Hey, that's what most of that's where most of the guys are. There's highly highly qualified people. They make up the most of this group of that are, that I'm evaluating, and there they are. And then above that third on this Christmas tree is a now the Christmas tree is getting smaller, right? So now we're getting into a narrow group. Mm-hmm. In this narrow group is labeled and it's called so if you're in this group you're being labeled as one of the few exceptionally qualified marines and that again that's a a much smaller number than that middle group and then you get to the top of the christmas tree where there is a single 
eagle globe and anchor representing the very best of this group and it's up there alone at the pinnacle of performance and there's a label for this singular marine at the top of his group and the label says the eminently qualified marine and I, I remember when I read that when I read those words the eminently qualified marine and I, I thought to myself that is the ultimate praise and that's pretty much how the Marine Corps evaluation ends and it ends in this epic way because it is it is and I, I it's weird to say this it's an epic document <laughs> it's an epic epic document and I want to talk about this document today and I want to start off by by the way that the document itself starts off so this is the Marine Corps fitness report this is how they grade Marines and it starts off with the commandant's guidance so the first thing they get is guidance from the most senior Marine in the Marine Corps and the commandant's guidance says the completed fitness report is the most important information component in manpower management it is the primary means of evaluating a Marine's performance and is the commandant's primary tool for the selection of personnel for promotion augmentation resident schooling command and duty assignments Therefore, the completion of this report is one of an officer's most critical responsibilities. Inherent in this duty is the commitment of each reporting senior and reviewing officer to ensure the integrity of the system by giving close attention to accurate marking and timely reporting. Every officer serves a role in the scrupulous maintenance of this evaluation system, ultimately important to both the individual and the Marine Corps. Inflationary markings only serve to dilute the actual value of each report. Reviewing officers will not concur with inflated reports. So out of the gate, we're getting put in check. Yeah, yeah. Do not come here telling everyone they're great. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not going to fly. Yeah. We're, we're rejecting that outright from the start. Yeah. Now we start the evaluation. And again, this is set up a little bit similar to the Navy and they start breaking out what your performance is based on. The first thing that it's based on is mission accomplishment. And mission accomplishment, they break into two things. The first thing is performance. So here's what it says about performance of mission accomplishment. accomplishment. Results achieved during the reporting period. How well those duties inherent to a Marine's billet plus all additional duties formally and informally assigned were carried out reflects a Marine's aptitude, competence, and commitment to the unit's success above personal reward. Indicators are time and resource management, task prioritization, and tenacity to achieve positive ends consistently. So the low end, it says, meets requirements of billet and additional duties, aptitude, commitment, and competence meet expectations, results maintain status quo so that's that's like you're doing your job Mm -hmm. and then if you're at the high end of the spectrum results far surpass expectations 
recognizes and exploits new resources, creates opportunities, emulated, sought after as an expert with influence beyond unit, impact significant, innovative approaches to problems produce significant gains in quality and efficiency. If you just take that single bullet Mm -hmm. and that's what you try and achieve, you're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> you're crushing. You, I want to. You have someone like that working for you, and you're in heaven because this guy's going to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Next up, proficiency demonstrates technical knowledge and practical skill in the execution of the Marines' overall duties. Combines training, education, and experience. Translates skills into actions, which contribute to accomplishing tasks and missions. Imparts knowledge to others. Think about this one, translate skills into actions. That's a, that's kind of a big deal. How many people have skills, but they can't translate them into actions? Mm-hmm. Think about it, that's your life. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got some skills, but you don't use them. Yeah. You can't put them anywhere. You can't put them into effect. Here's the middle grade for proficiency. Demonstrates mastery of all required skills. So if you've mastered your skills, you're still just like in the middle. Mm. Expertise, education, and experience consistently enhance mission accomplishment. Innovative troubleshooter and problem solver. Effectively imparts skills to subordinates. These are the kind of things where if you know that you're supposed to impart skills to your subordinates, you pay attention to it, you start doing it. Mm. But you might not recognize that that's part of your job, that's part of your life. Here's what it sounds like if you're an expert. True expert in field. Knowledge and skills impact far beyond those of peers. Translates broad-based education and experience into forward-thinking, innovative actions. Makes immeasurable impact on mission accomplishment. Peerless teacher selflessly imparts expertise to subordinates, peers, and seniors. Think about that. That is a high bar. That is a high bar. You could work, you could work diligently every single day and fall short of that. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's important that you know that you should be working towards it. Yeah. Next section: individual character. Isn't it legit when you're going to grade someone on their character? <laughs> this is outstanding. Yeah. This is outstanding. How many people are not thinking about what their character is? How many people are not actively minding the way that their actions reflect their character? Yeah. Happens all the time. Oh yeah. If we were thinking about it, if you knew you were getting great on it, maybe you wouldn't take those those base actions. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like goes along with like how you said that one time. Like, imagine someone's videotaping you, yes. you know, and they're going to do the playback. It's like, man, if you go, if you have that in the back of your mind, yeah, you act yeah, right. That's the first step, though, yeah. because the the actual that's the first step. Because you might think, well, I'm being videoed, but this is what I'm expected to do. So you might be doing something that's not correct. Mm. You might be off chart. You might be aiming at the wrong thing. <laughs> hey, I'm acting like a tough guy. I want everyone to know that I'm tough. You realize, oh, that's actually stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh. So you can be you can have in your mind that I'm going to keep my character, but you're wrong because you might be aiming at the wrong thing. Yeah. So huh. this gives you some pretty specific things to aim at. Yeah. Topic number one: cor- courage, moral or physical strength to overcome danger, fear, difficulty, or anxiety. Personal acceptance of responsibility and accountability. Placing conscience over competing interests, regardless of consequences. Conscious 
overriding decision to risk bodily harm or death to accomplish the mission or save others the will to persevere despite uncertainty what if you're thinking about the fact that you're getting graded on your will to persevere despite uncertainty you think about that every day you don't know what your future holds Mm -hmm. but you're gonna persevere regardless think if you're getting graded on that every day Here's what the bottom end of the spectrum is. Demonstrates inner strength. So at the minimum, you're demonstrating inner strength. (laughs) And acceptance of responsibility, commensurate with the scope of duties and experience, willing to face moral or physical danger in pursuit of mission accomplishment. So even at the low end of the spectrum, you're still willing to face danger, moral or physical challenges. Here's the middle, guided by conscience in all actions. Proven ability, proven ability to overcome danger, fear, difficulty, or anxiety. Exhibits bravery in the face of adversity and certainty. Not deterred by moral difficult situations, morally difficult situations, or hazardous responsibilities. How often are people deterred by difficult situations? Daily. Morally difficult. Morally difficult situations. Here's at the top the top of this spectrum for courage. Uncommon bravery and capacity to overcome obstacles and inspire others in the face of moral dilemma or life-threatening danger. Now, it's not even just about you. You have to actually take it to a level where you're inspiring others. Demonstrated under the most adverse conditions. Selfless. Always places conscience over competing interest regardless of physical or personal consequences. That's that competition we talked about. The competition between, oh, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to take care of the team. I'm going to take care of the mission. Between what's doing what's right to do instead of what is easy to do. The next section that you get graded on your individual character is effectiveness under stress. This is just outstanding because there's not think about this. You don't even see this in in business I don't see this in when people evaluate each other other in the business world, but there's stress in business world It's a different kind of stress, but it's stress Here's effectiveness under stress. Here's what you're doing thinking functioning and leading effectively under conditions of physical and or mental pressure Maintaining composure appropriate for the situation while displaying steady purpose of action, enabling one to inspire others while continuing to lead under adverse conditions. Physical and emotional strength, resilience, and endurance are elements. Low end of the spectrum. Exhibits discipline and stability under pressure. Judgment and effective problem-solving skills are evident. It's the low end of the spectrum, by the way. How many people do you think, do you know, that don't exhibit any discipline or stability under pressure? Right? <laughs> yes, There's sir. all kinds of people. Yeah. There's all kinds of people. And we know, when's the last time you, you, you didn't do a good job under pressure? Probably this morning. <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah, fully. Yeah, right? Very it happens. Yeah. Especially when you're not thinking about it. Especially when you're not aimed at the correct response to pressure. Yeah. Especially when you haven't yeah. put a standard in your mind. Remember when you used to kind of freak out in jiu-jitsu when you got claustrophobic, right? Sure, yeah. Right? Sure. You'd, yeah. get, you'd get in a position. Yeah. Yes, sir, yeah. Usually side control, right? You didn't like that. 
yeah. the pressure on the neck, the, the pressure well, on the chest. There were more circumstances surrounding those, you know, scenarios. Additional but yes. mental yeah. and moral problems. Yeah, it would have to. Yeah, okay, okay. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. At some point, you said to yourself, all right, I cannot act that way anymore. Yeah. You made a, you set a bar for yourself. Yes, sir. That's the beginning of solving the problem. Yeah. That's what I, I love about this. It's actually setting a bar of when you're under stress, this is how you gotta act. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a little above average for effectiveness under stress, here's where you're at. Consistently demonstrates maturity, mental agility, and willpower during periods of adversity. Provides order to chaos through the application of intuition, problem-solving skills, and leadership. Composure reassures other. Imagine you're on a team and this is the average guy. This is just so impressive. But my point is, unless you tell your guys what average is, yeah. they won't know it. Yeah. They don't understand it. Yeah. Here's the high end. So this is when you look at your troops and you say, this is what I want you to do. When we come under massive amounts of stress, here's the model I want you to try and perform as demonstrates seldom matched presence of mind under the most demanding circumstances, stabilizes any situation through the resolute and timely application of direction, focus, and personal presence. Now, when I was doing this, I was actually only gonna read the high end Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about this, but then I realized each one of these builds and that person at the high end already has the other two. But there's right. other elements in there that, that aren't mentioned in the high end. So you gotta mention them. And you assume when someone's on the high end, they got those, obviously they got the lower end things wrapped up. Right. So you gotta combine all these three together. The low grade, the middle grade, and the high grade. We want people to show initiative. I talk about this all the time. This is the essence of decentralized command is that people show initiative. Here's what they say about initiative. action in the absence of specific direction. Seeing what needs to be done and acting without prompting. Hmm. Uh, so I'm listening to all, all these, mm-hmm. right, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, that's cool. That's how the Navy kind of evaluates people. And sure, you're, you're gonna talk about the Marines and stuff. But maybe like the second little part you started reading, I just started applying it to myself. That's in, what I'm saying. Like, my life, yes. you know, like, okay, so, you know, we're, we're all part of, like, if you have a family, if you're a, the dad or something, right, or you're whatever, if, you, if you're in a family unit, you're part of a team right there. And, you know, your goals change from time to time, but you sort of know the goals. So I'm, like, thinking in my mind every little, like, element that you're talking about, I'm like, okay, let me evaluate myself. For sure. With this, like, how good, and you're right, man. So a lot of t- a lot of times, like, okay, so performing under um, under stress, mm-hmm. right? I don't know, like, there's all these little things. You're going to the beach, and you're trying to make it on, you know, the, <laughs> you're trying to beat <laughs> traffic. in the house. You're trying to beat hey, traffic. Hey, we're trying to make it to the beach. We have a high stress level. Yeah, proceed, but the, proceed. But the, the kids need their water, and they need their change of clothes. It might get cold. They need a jacket, you know, all this stuff. Meanwhile, the, the clock is ticking, clock you know, daylight, ah. you know, all this stuff. <laughs> you don't want to miss sunset, all this stuff. Um, so how are you going to perform under that stress? You know, and uh, I get it. Well, you know, the funny thing is, you're you're bringing up this. You're bringing up this, and I'm actually completely making fun of you for bringing up that stress. Yeah. How often are you at a public place and you see a family oh, yeah. and they're running late or whatever, and you see 
a leader of the family, mother or father, freaking out freaking and losing out. their composure yes, over the stress that we're actually joking about. Yeah. You're a little bit serious, I'm joking about it, yeah. but still. <laughs> you see people lose their minds yeah. because of dumb things. Oh yeah. And it, there's a little bit of stress in their world and they how drop they, the ball, they freak they out. Exactly, right. So my question is, do those people has anyone ever sat them down and explained to them what the standard is? Yes, sir. And that's my point here. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times, people don't even recognize, they don't even know, they don't even understand what the, what the eminently qualified human being, yes. how they are going to act in these situations. Yeah, it totally, totally, exactly, 100% right there. So, like, okay, so, you know how you ever have a guy who, like, loses his temper and sure. then... Like you say, hey, you kind of lost it there. And then he goes back to how he felt, like almost like the way he felt justified oh, losing yeah, yeah, his yeah, temper, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just understand. Here's the thing, Brad. We know, we know you felt like that. You totally yeah. demonstrate. So you don't have to explain that. But yeah, you were feeling this and you behaved a certain way. But if that guy knew that he was being evaluated on his behavior, yeah. regardless of how he feels, right, he'd, he'd be aiming, how you put it, That's at, it. That's at the key part. Correct. It's, not, it's not just the grading part. Yes. It's you have to know what the standard is yeah. because that guy d- might not even understand. Yeah. Hey, if I lose my temper, it's I think it was, it was either I think it was JP. JP really took it to heart when he heard me say losing your temper is a weakness. Yeah. Before that, he just didn't you know because you see other people in your life, yeah. you see other team guys, you mm-hmm. see your dad, you see your uncle, and they fly off the handle, and you almost have a, a respect for it, right? right? You definitely respect your when your dad loses your temper. You kind of think, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. How can I have some of that power? Well, you just do that, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a learned mechanism, mm-hmm. and then eventually you realize, or someone tells you, hey, when you lose your temper, you're not in control. Matter of fact, you're not in control at all, and whatever made you lose your temper is controlling you, yeah. and losing your temper is is a weakness. Yeah. And so that's the big difference. It's not just, hey, you're being graded, you're being watched, which is definitely a great mindset to have, but you have to understand what the parameters are that you're being measured by, that you're being graded on. Yeah. And that's where this comes into play. The next section I just started with, initiative. And we want subordinates to take initiative. But we want everyone to take initiative, right? Mm-hmm. Your kids, you want your kids to take initiative. Mm-hmm. You want people in your free, you want everyone to take initiative. I used to say to the, the young SEAL platoon commanders and task unit commanders, I would say, imagine if everyone in your, every one of your fire team leaders just was doing something smart. They just took initiative and made it happen. Yeah. Your job becomes so easy because you don't have to control everything. Everyone's just making things happen. Mm-hmm. That's initiative. So here's what it says about initiative. Action in the absence of specific direction. Seeing what needs to be done and acting without prompting. The instinct to begin a task and follow through energetically on one's own accord. Being creative, proactive, and decisive. Transforming opportunity into action. So that's what initiative. If you're on the low end, you demonstrate willingness to take action in the absence of absence of specific direction. Acts commensurate with grade, training, and experience. That's what we expect of you. A little bit, little bit better. In the middle, self-motivated and action-oriented. Foresight and energy consistently transform opportunity into action. Develops and pursues creative initiative solutions, or sorry, innovative solutions. Acts without prompting, self-starter. 
That's what we want. And then here we go, the high end. Highly motivated and proactive. Displays exceptional awareness of surroundings and environment. Uncanny ability to anticipate mission requirements and quickly formulate original, far-reaching solutions. Always takes decisive, effective action. With definitions like that, it's no wonder there's only one Marine at the top of that Christmas tree. Because <laughs> yep. that is a squared away individual right there. Far reach. You know what's crazy about this? Having put so many people through training myself, even though there's only one allotted space up there, there are so many people that are capable of this kind of behavior. It's way more than 1%. Brilliant. It's way more than 10%. If you have people that understand what the parameters are and really aim to them, you can get a lot closer than most people would think. Yeah, and it's, I, th- I mean, I obviously I don't know, but it seems like what you what you're talking about. If they like a lot of people just don't know, you know, they, they don't, don't know, they don't know the standard, and the you know, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. It's not been made clear to them. Yeah. The next section, leadership. And this is broken in multiple sections, obviously, because leadership is the most important thing on the battlefield. So this is their biggest section. Leadership, section number one, leading subordinates. The inseparable relationship between leader and led. The application of leadership principles to provide direction and motivate subordinates. Using authority, persuasion, and personality to influence subordinates to accomplish assigned tasks. Sustaining motivation and morale while maximizing subordinates' performance. So there you go. That's what you're going to do as a leader. Low end. Engaged. Provides instructions and directs execution. Seeks to accomplish mission in ways that sustain motivation and morale. Actions contribute to unit effectiveness. Cool. So you're acceptable. Middle ground. Achieves a highly effective balance between direction and delegation. We're talking a little dichotomy. Effectively tasks subordinates and clearly delineates standards expected. Enhances performance through constructive supervision. Fosters motivation and enhances morale. Builds and sustains teams that successfully meet mission requirements. Encourages initiative and candor among subordinates. So you can see that the the low end, you're kind of just telling people what to do a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to ask for feedback you're starting to build that bond here's the high end number one thing for the high end promotes creativity and energy among subordinates by striking in the ideal balance of direction and delegation achieves highest levels of performance from subordinates by encouraging individual initiative that's decentralized command I'm gonna let you guys run and that's gonna maximize performance This is an incredible term. Engenders willing subordination, loyalty, and trust that allows subordinates to overcome their perceived limitations. Willing subordination. When your team actually wants to follow you. Personal leadership fosters highest level of motivation and morale, ensuring mission accomplishment even in the most difficult circumstances. Next section, developing subordinates, commitment to train, educate, and challenge all Marines regardless of race, religion, ethnic background, or gender, mentorship, cultivating professional and 
and personal development of subordinates, developing team players and esprit de corps, ability to combine teaching and coaching, creating an atmosphere tolerant of mistakes in the course of learning. You don't hear, you don't think about that very often in the Marine Corps. Hey, we're tolerant of mistakes. That's how you learn. Low end of the spectrum, maintains an environment that allows personal and professional development, ensures subordinates participate in all mandated development programs. Middle ground, develops and institutes innovative programs. So you're proactively trying to bring up and raise your subordinates, make them better. To include PMA, which is professional military education, that emphasize personal and professional development of subordinates, challenges subordinates to exceed their perceived potential, thereby enhancing unit morale and effectiveness, creates an environment where all Marines are confident to learn through trial and error, as a mentor prepares subordinates for increased responsibilities and duties. By the way, this is the number two item under leadership. The first one is leading, the second one is developing your subordinates. Here's the top end of the spectrum. Widely recognized and, and emulated as a teacher, coach, and leader. Any Marine would desire to serve with this Marine because they know they will grow personally and professionally. Subordinate and unit performance far surpasses expected results due to mentorship and team building talents. Attitude toward subordinate development is infectious, extending beyond the unit. That, that's bold. Now you're training your people so well that other people in other units are starting to train their people. You're, think about that impact mm-hmm. right there. That's how you develop. You develop your subordinates so much that some other leader in a different company, in a different platoon, in a different battalion says, we're going to start following that program. I'm going to start stepping it up. Yeah. That's leadership right there. Section number three, setting the example. The most visible facet of leadership, how well a Marine serves as a role model for all others. Personal action demonstrates the highest standards of conduct, ethical behavior, fitness, and appearance. Bearing, demeanor, and self-discipline are elements. Low end. Maintains Marine Corps standards for appearance, weight, and uniform wear. Sustains required level of physical fitness. Adheres to the tenets of the Marine Corps values. Fine. You're accepted. Middle grade. Personal conduct on and off duty reflects highest Marine Corps standards of integrity, bearing, and appearance. Character is exceptional. Actively seeks self-improvement in wide-ranging areas. Dedication to duty and professional example encourage others' self-improvement efforts. That's the middle grade. The, in the middle grade, you reflect the highest Marine Corps standards of integrity, bearing, and appearance. You, you know what that means? That means yeah. 24 hours a day you're in the game. That's what that means. It means you're active, actively seeking self-improvement in wide-ranging areas. Yeah. You're trying to get better everywhere. That's middle ground, by the way. High ground. Model Marine. Frequently emulated. Exemplary conduct, behavior, and actions are tone-setting. An inspiration to subordinates, peers, and seniors. Remarkable dedication to improving self and others. 
what are you trying to do to get better? I mean, I, I say that, said that on this podcast since day one. We're trying to get better. What are you doing, actually? Yeah. What's, what's the activity? Because yeah. you know another word you hear a lot in this is action, action, action. Yeah. Words into action. Ideas into actions. Yeah. Skills into action. Yeah. I was going back and forth with a guy that I did some work with for Echelon Front. And I worked with him quite a few years ago overseas. And we still text back and forth from time to time. And he, he, I said, hey, because he was telling me some of the notes he had taken. Mm-hmm. And I said, send me some of the notes. One of the notes that he, from the first note he sent me was, you can't think things better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a solid piece of advice. Because right. he's one of these guys that, that, was a thinker, right? Yeah. A big thinker. Sure. And and I'm all about thinking, you know? Let's let's develop our brain. Yeah. Let's develop our, our mind power. Mm-hmm. Let's think about things. Let's be thoughtful. That's fine. But you can't think things better. They're not going to get better unless you actually apply the skills. Skills into action. Thoughts into action. Next, ensuring well-being of subordinates. Genuine interest in the well-being of Marines enhances subordinates ability to concentrate focus on mission accomplishment Concern for family readiness is inherent the importance placed on welfare of subordinates is based on the belief that Marines take care of their own Low end of the spectrum deals confidently with issues pertinent to subordinate welfare and recognizes suitable courses of action that support subordinates well-being applies available resources allowing subordinates to effectively concentrate on the mission At a minimum you're absolutely taking care of your people middle grade instills and or reinforces a sense of responsibility among junior Marines for themselves and their subordinates actively fosters the development of and uses support systems for subordinates which improve their ability to contribute to unit mission accomplishment. Efforts to enhance subordinate welfare improve the unit's ability to accomplish their mission. People don't think about that fact. The, the people that are actually accomplishing the mission are people. If those people aren't ready to perform because you've neglected them, you're not gonna be able to accomplish the mission. High grade noticeably enhances subordinates' well-being, resulting in measurable increase in unit effectiveness. Maximizes unit and base resources to provide subordinates with the best support available. Proactive approach serves to energize unit members to take care of their own, thereby correcting potential problems before they can hinder subordinates' effectiveness. Widely recognized for techniques and policies that produce results and build morale. Builds strong family atmosphere. Puts motto, mission first, Marines always, into action. Boom. Last section for leadership. Communication skills. The efficient transmission and receipt of thoughts and ideas that enable and enhance leadership. Equal importance given to listening, speaking, writing, and critical reading skills. 
interactive, allowing one to perceive problems and situations, provide concise guidance, and express, express complex ideas in a form easily understood by everyone. Allows subordinates to ask questions, raise issues and concerns, and venture opinions. Contributes to a leader's ability to motivate as well as counsel. Minimum. Skilled in receiving and conveying information, communicates effectively in performance of duties. That's the minimum. Above average, middle grade, clearly articulates thoughts and ideas verbally and in writing. Let's think about that. (laughs) Middle ground. Do you know how hard it is for people to clearly articulate thoughts and ideas verbally and in writing? It is a skill you need to work on all the time. By the way, this gets you a middle grade here. Yeah. (laughs) Communication in all forms is accurate, intelligent, concise, and timely. (laughs) Those standards, accurate, intelligent, concise, and timely. Communicates with clarity and verve, ensuring understanding of intent or purpose, encourages and considers the contributions of others. High grade, here we go. Highly developed facility in verbal communication. Adept in composing written documents of the highest quality. Combines presence and verbal skills which engender confidence and achieve understanding irrespective of setting, situation, or size of group addressed. Displays an intuitive sense of when and how to listen. So, read, write, speak, listen, and do it all the time if you're in a leadership position or you want to be in one. That the the reading part, people ask me what I learned in college. One of the most important things that I learned in college was I was an English major. This is why I was an English major, by the way, mm-hmm. because I recognized when I was at a SEAL team as a young officer mm-hmm. that one of the most important things I was going to be dealing with was communicating with other humans and I needed to have good command of the English language and of reading and of writing the English language but when I had to decipher Shakespeare and I took a lot of Shakespeare and you realize that you don't know what words mean and you realize that you don't understand the sentence construction and you what you realize is that you have to break them down and go through them and figure it out so when I would get the rules of engagement from up the chain of command five years later mm-hmm. and I didn't understand them because they were using words I didn't know I said okay what I need to do is look these up read it, find out some substitute words, make sense of it, look up the definition of what they're specifically talking about, and go from there. Mm. Because when you first, if you just open up Shakespeare and you don't understand something, what do you do? You say it's stupid. When somebody writes the rules of engagement and there's words in there you don't understand, if you don't understand how to parse things apart and look up definitions and can't be humble enough to recognize that there's some things that you don't know, Mm. well, then all you do is go, this is stupid. Check. Communications. The next thing, no one really probably 
thinks that this is going to be in here for the Marine Corps. The next section you're getting graded on as graded on as a Marine is intellect and wisdom. Everyone thinks the people in the military is a bunch of knuckle draggers. Think it's all about brawn. But there you go. Intellect and wisdom. Intellect and wisdom. Professional military education (PME) committed to intellectual growth in ways beneficial to the Marine Corps increases breadth and depth of warfighting and leadership aptitude. Resources include resident schools, professional qualifications and certification processes, non-resident and other extension courses, civilian educational institutional coursework, a personal reading program that includes but is not limited to selections from the Commandant's reading list, participation in discussion groups and military societies, and involvement in learning through new technologies. You got to get in the game right there. Mm-hmm. Got to get educated. Here's low end. Maintains currency and required military skills and related developments. Has completed or is enrolled in appropriate level of PME for grade and level of experience. Recognizes and understands new and creative approaches to service issues. Remains abreast of contemporary concepts and issues. Middle grade PME outlook expand, expands beyond MOS and required education. So you're not even worried about your own job. You've got that covered. Now you're going outside of what your job is. Develops and follows a comprehensive personal program, which includes broadened professional reading and or academic coursework, advances new concepts and ideas. And here's your high end. Dedicated to lifelong learning. As a result of active and continuous efforts, widely recognized as an intellectual leader in professionally related topics, makes time for study and takes advantage of all resources and programs, introduces new and creative approaches to service issues, engages in a broad spectrum of forums and dialogues. So this is never going to stop. You got to keep feeding your brain. The next thing you're getting graded on, intellect and wisdom, decision-making ability, viable and timely problem solution, contributing elements are judgment and decisiveness, decisions reflect the balance between an optimal solution and a satisfactory workable solution that generates tempo. So there's a good dichotomy for you, optimal decision on, on one side, workable decision that can keep you moving on the other side, you got to balance that dichotomy. Decisions are made within the context of the commander's established intent and the goal of mission accomplishment. So, of course, you're trying to support the commander's intent. Anticipation, mental agility, intuition, and success are inherent. This is not the first time they brought up intuition in here. Mm. How do you develop intuition? Experience, wisdom, reading. Low end. Low end makes sound decisions leading to mission accomplishment. That's the minimum. The minimum is to make sound decisions. Actively collects and evaluates information in ways alternatives to achieve timely results, confidently approaches problems, accepts responsibility for outcomes. Middle grade demonstrates mental agility. Effectively prioritizes and solves multiple complex problems. Let's prioritize and execute. 
analytical abilities enhanced by experience, education, and intuition. Anticipates problems and int- implements viable long-term solutions. Solutions. Steadfast, willing to make difficult decisions. That's a, that's a high bar for middle grade. Yeah. High grade. Widely recognized and sought after to resolve the most critical complex problems. Seldom matched analytical and intuitive abilities. Accurately foresees unexpected problems and arrives at well-timed decisions despite fog and friction. Completely confident approach to all problems. Masterfully strikes a balance between the desire for perfect knowledge and greater tempo. Widely recognized to solve problems. This one, though, this little line here accurately foresees unexpected problems and arrives at well timed decisions despite fog and friction. That's a big ask right there. You got to be in the game. You got to be in the game to get to that level. Last thing you're getting great on on for intellect and wisdom is judgment. The discretionary aspect of decision making draws on core values, knowledge, and personal experience to make wise choices comprehends the consequences of contemplated courses of action. Minimum grade. Majority of judgments are measured, circumspect, relevant, and correct. (laughs) Minimum. Middle grade. Decisions are constant, are, are consistent and uniformly correct, tempered by consideration of their consequences. Able to identify, isolate, and assess relevant factors in the decision-making process. Opinions sought by others. Subordinates personally, personal interest in favor of impartiality. And the high end, decisions reflect exceptional, exceptional insight and wisdom beyond this Marine's experience. Counsel sought by all, often an arbiter. Consistent, superior judgment inspires the confidence of seniors. So that's how you get graded on intellect and wisdom. And actually, the last thing that they grade you on is they actually grade you on how well you evaluate your other Marines. The extent to which this officer serving as a reported official conducted or required others to conduct accurate, uninflated, and timely evaluations. This is the last thing you get graded on. And they go through, you know, the low end is like you did a good job. The high end is you do an outstanding job, but they're grading you on how well you grade. And then you get to the last page, which where this is where you have the Christmas tree, the Eagle Globe and Anchor Christmas tree. Comparative assessment. Provide a comparative assessment of potential by placing an X in the appropriate box. In marking the comparison, consider all the Marines of this grade whose professional abilities are known to you personally. And then you go through that tree, the unqualified, unsatisfactory, a qualified Marine, one of the many highly qualified professionals who form the majority of this grade, one of the few exceptionally qualified Marines. And then you get to the top, the singular Marine at the top who is the eminently qualified Marine. 
the eminently qualified Marine. And that's what I think makes this makes this interesting is to to consider that statement eminently qualified and think about where you're at and you're you're not at the top I'm not at the top none of us are at the top who can be but what are we striving to be What are we striving to be? Are we striving to be the most eminently qualified human being that we can be? Do you even know what that means? Do you even have those thoughts in your head? I'm guessing you don't. I barely do. I know I've had vague thoughts I know I had definitions that floated around in my head of what I was trying to be, what I'm trying to be today. But why aren't those solid? Why aren't they? I was I was thinking about this. I was talking to Dave Burke. Good deal, Dave. Yeah. Good deal, Dave. And I was like, hey, we need to build this. Basically, an evaluation system for humans. to become eminently qualified as a human. What does that look like? Not only to grave yourself, but to actually know what you are trying to be. So Dave and I will work on that. So stand by to get some. And until, until we do get that out, then think about Think about, are there areas that you know what the goal is that you're walking around thinking that you deserve a 5.0, but you really actually, you really actually deserve a 2. I know I do that. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm, I'm thinking I'm good. I'm walking around. I'm thinking I'm running everything right. I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking I come correct. You. Yes, sir. But the reality is I don't. Yeah. And and the reality is you have that little moving goalpost in your head. You move it around a little bit, right? You give yourself oh, yeah. a little bit more slack one day, then you tighten it up because you're feeling good the next day, then you slack it off a little bit more. But as far as you're concerned, that's a 5-0, right? Oh, you're yeah. there. Yeah. You're in there. And the reality is I don't measure up the way I should be measuring up on a daily basis, yeah. on an hourly basis. Who's grading me? Who's lying to me? You know who is? Me. Me, but until we clarify what the aim is, what the goal is, and what those standards are, how am I supposed to hold myself accountable to those standards when they don't even exist? So I'm gonna make them exist. I'm gonna put them in, I'm gonna put them on paper. We're gonna come up with that eminently qualified human being, what that looks like. Because we all got all got ideas floating around up there. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna bring it. Bring it. I'm gonna apply that. Put it into action. Put it into action, right? 
Are we doing everything that we could be doing, everything that we should be doing? Are we cutting corners? Are we slacking off? Are we giving ourselves a 5.0 when we should be at best cracking a two? Daily. How much are we leaving on the table every day? That's a question for you, right? How much are we leaving on the table? How much are you saying, ah, you know what? I can just leave that there, it's fine. How much, how many things just do you accept as collateral damage? Like something goes wrong, like one thing goes wrong, and so there's just collateral damage, other things are just gonna fall by the way, and you're good with it. Yeah. You're good with it. Some, you, you, you know, you, I hurt my knee, oh cool, guess what, I'm gonna eat a donut, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Is that where we're at? Or is there collateral damage? Oh, work was hard. Therefore, I'm gonna, you know, treat my family. Not gonna, not gonna have a good family quality time tonight. Collateral damage. Because they, what do you expect from me? Yeah. Right. Where is the collateral damage? Why are we allowing this collateral damage? Well, part of the reason I'm telling you that we allow this collateral damage is because we're not effectively grading ourselves. And even worse than that, we don't even know what standard we're trying to achieve. No one's even told us the minimum standard. Oh, okay, so why is your life going marginal right now? Why are you doing okay? Why am I doing okay right now? Well, it's because I have some vague idea. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I, I kind of know I'm heading in the right general direction. That's not good enough to get maximum. It's not good enough to be eminently qualified. It, do, it doesn't work. You have to step it up. You have to... You have to have the unmitigated daily discipline in all things, and that's hard. It's hard for one day, never mind every single day. So I'm gonna make this evaluation. Dave and I are gonna make it. I'll get it out to y'all. And until then, and I'll try and get it turned around as quick as possible, at least some kind of a, what is it called? An early version, a beta test. Sure, is that what it's called? Uh, sure, I think. No, like that's a, a technology. Right, term, right, right, right. Beta. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Beta test. We'll get a beta test. We'll try and get something out there quick. And until then, start looking at yourself, as usual, your strengths, your weaknesses, and start trying to see where you can improve. Start moving towards the goal of becoming the eminently qualified human being to where we're at and I think that is all I've got for tonight so echo Charles what do you got well I got I know I know we're trying to step up yep we got thoughts well yeah so you and you actually mentioned it in like right there at the end there where all these little all not little but all these evaluations are like you know you do this consistently and all this stuff it's so there's two kind of parts to that when I was thinking you you have to do all these good things right to be the minimum or to be the you know you you can't even really be in the group if you're not in the Mm -hmm. minimum right but you got to do those things every day like you have to essentially be known for these things yes so so how we get jammed up I think when we when we are conscious of like how good am I doing in xyz area of my life or whatever and if it's something that you're working on a lot of times we don't get the accurate evaluation to ourselves because we'll do we'll do it really good one day and we'll do it really good two days and I'm like dang I'm I'm pretty good at this Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go ahead and give myself like a, a four or whatever 
But meanwhile, you only did it twice. Meanwhile, you know, in the whole week, you did it twice. You're so happy because it's this big change because you usually do it zero times. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I, I got oh, yeah. this. You, you, your minimum bar was set so low yes. that you think you're crushing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two times in I your, did this Because in your mind, you kind of are, comparatively speaking. Comparatively, But the thing are. is, it, like, if you have a standard and stuff, yep. then you can act more accurately. But we don't have standards. So in your mind, it feels like, oh, I got this. Feels I got good. it. I got it licked. I'm, I'm, I'm a four now. You know, I used to be a one. I'm a four now. So, meanwhile, you're not a four. You're actually still a one. Yeah, really, completely. Yeah, but you think you're. you're and there's also there's also this. There's also and I, and I I talked to Dave about this a little bit. There's a there's a short term grade and there's a long term grade. Because check this out. Let's say you let's say you've never worked out before, mm-hmm. and you've been watching video games and eating donuts and and just you know in in bad physical shape. Yeah, your grade. Your overall grade for physical fitness is whatever. It's a 1.0. It's the low. It's the lowest it can go. Mm-hmm. But daily, if you get up, okay, look, look, I can only run one mile, and it's going to take me 20 minutes, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to do as many push-ups I, as I can, which is 23, by the way. Mm-hmm. If I did a one-mile run in 22 minutes. And did twenty three pushups. That would I would get a one for the day. Yeah. But this individual that's been on the couch living a sedentary lifestyle, if he does that, guess what? He's gonna get an. He's gonna get a high grade. He's gonna get a four point eight for the day. <laughs> so then he's leading himself in the right direction. Yeah. So not only is the not only do you have to. This is one of the problems. And again, this is something I told Dave. I'm like, listen. A once a a biannual, twice a year, every six months you're getting a grade, that doesn't help you. What you need to look at yourself every day. You need to look at yourself every day and say, did I truly live this way, live the way I should be living today? Yeah. And then those standards need to be clear and then you need to apply them to your life. Yeah. I might even say, like the, the the that that example you just gave. So the guy who's sitting on the couch all the time or mm-hmm. whatever or every day and now he's doing he's working out every day, but his physical fitness standard technically is still low. Still he's very still low. gonna be yeah, at a one yeah, yeah. Maybe another area of evaluation is like, you know, improvement or you know how, sure. how you say or back when you're young, you know, they give you that most improved kind of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe I, that could be part of it. I think it will be covered by the daily track. The daily track, like okay, you got a you got a four today. What's your average right now? My average for the last oh, my yeah, running average. average for thirty days yeah. is I'm hitting a three point nine physical fitness. Yeah. That means I'm doing something every day. I'm pushing the envelope. I'm improving. Now my overall score is moved from a one to a one point two. Yeah, because I'm I'm in a little bit better shape, but yeah. it's still not where it needs to be. Yeah, but guess yeah, what? That's good. That can crush some people. Right? If someone goes, oh, I'm the 1.2, I'm never going to improve. It sucks. It's yeah. been three months. No. Guess what? What'd you get today? What'd you do today? Right. Same thing, opposite, right? The opposite can happen where someone thinks, well, I did something I did something today, so I'm good. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And the other collateral damage is I did good physical fitness today, so I'm going to take tomorrow off. Yeah. Or I'm going to eat a, you know, a crappy meal. Yeah. We get that pizza together. Yeah. Right? We don't want that. Yeah. We and when I say we, I mean me. Yeah. And that why is that? Because we've 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 created this 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 
pliable standard in our head oh, that yeah. we move Fair around point. based on our little feelings. Yep. But oh, the, yeah. but this does this won't allow for it. Yeah. You need to keep yourself in check. Yeah. You need to keep yourself in check at all times. And the reason you need to keep yourself in check at all times is you need to impose discipline on your life because you will end up in a better situation that you will end up in a better situation. You will end up with more freedom is where you're yeah. going to end up. Yeah. You know, people, you, you talk about regret, right? Oh, you go talk to people when they're, when they're dying mm-hmm. on their deathbed yeah. and they're, they're going to regret things they didn't do. There's nothing I can imagine you're going to regret more than when you look back at your life and you say, I didn't achieve what I could have achieved. Yeah. And there's only one way to maximize your achievement, and that's through di- daily discipline. Daily discipline. And again, when we're talking about achievement, what are we talking about? I'm not just talking about I worked more than you. I made more money than you. I produced more. I sold more cars. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what, what, is, your, what is your achievement? Yeah. What is it that you're trying to do? I spent a bunch of time with my family and raised great kids. Okay, that's what you want to do. Put that on paper so you know what that looks like. Yeah. Maybe there is a financial, there should be a financial aspect to it. Because you need to pay, you need to have a roof over your head. You need to be able to feed your kids. So you certainly should have a job, a vocation aspect to grading yourself. Are you doing what you should be doing at work? Because if you're working hard at work, guess what? You're going to get promoted eventually or you're going to find it, you're going to improve your skills to a point where you'll be more valuable and you can go find a different job somewhere else. So that's got to be in there. Because if what we allow ourselves to do is show up at work every day and just do what we need to do to get mm. by, guess what? You're never leaving that job. Mm. You'll be doing that thing forever. Yeah. So it's physical fitness. It's what you're eating, your fuel systems that you're putting into your body. It's the family, the, the, the effort. What are you doing to improve the skill sets of your children? What are you doing? What are you doing to improve the skill sets of your children? Are you spending 20 minutes teaching them new vocabulary words so that they can articulate better, so they can become a better leader when they get older? Are you doing that? Is that a big ask as a dad, as a mom? Are you doing it? Have you showed them how to escape a guillotine? Have you? Maybe you should, because you can get caught in a guillotine. That's the street fight, right? Street fight guillotines are coming. So have you, does your kid know how to escape a guillotine in a street fight? How much is it? How long will it take? You got to teach them today. That takes 15 minutes, but you got to drill it. You got to drill it every day until they kind of understand it. So what have you invested in your kids today? What's the minimum standard? Now you could think to yourself, well, you know, I got my kid an iPad for Christmas. That was an awesome gift. So I'm pretty much good to go. Yeah. As a dad. Yeah. Right? Does your kid care about that iPad compared to or you fast forward three years where your kid's got an incredible vocabulary and can defend guillotines? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So how much have you invested in your family? Yeah. So these are the kind of things that we can set a moving goalpost where you can set a moving goalpost that says, I buy hey, if you get your kid an iPad with some apps on it, you're a good dad. That's yeah. a moving goalpost. Hey, you should. Hey, if you can get your kid an iPad and they can get some educational stuff, you feel pretty good about it. Cool, good job. Yeah. Is that a moving goalpost? Yes, it is. Yeah. Because what they really need to know is 
have a better vocabulary. Mm. What they really need is interaction with you as a human being so that they can interact with other human beings in a, in a more complete way. That's what we're doing. So you got your physical, you got your, okay, mental. What are you, how much have you read today? And I'm not talking about reading somebody's freaking Instagram post. That doesn't count. <laughs> okay. You get negative credit for that. Right. You're getting dumber when you do that. Yeah. So what, what, are you, what are you doing? How many words did you learn today? Mm-hmm. And by the way, this is brain maintenance too. Because yeah. if you're not trying to learn new things, then your brain is deteriorating, just like your body will. So you got that aspect. What about your creative output? What have you done in that capacity? Mm-hmm. Did you write a, Did you draw a picture? Did you write a story? Did you come up with a guitar riff that kind of rocks? <laughs> right? Good did question. you? Because mm-hmm. you may or may not have. Yeah. My guess is you didn't. Yep. So what have you done that today? And where? And by the way. If you think, oh, I took a cool picture for Instagram and I'm kind of giving myself artistic credit for output right there, no, no. So, and then you start looking at all this stuff and you start adding it together, your time that you invested in your work and your family and your friends and you're trying trying to teach your kids something and you're trying to read something and all of a sudden you look and you say, well, I don't have much time. And then you look at yourself and say, wait a second, where did my time go today? What grade do I get today for time management? Yeah. That's yeah, a big one. Because did I spend time doing things that I got negative value? Never mind break even. Actually yeah. negative value. Yeah. And we don't have a grading system. We don't know what we're aiming at. We don't know what the potential is. Because that's what's cool about this. You you read these definitions, the high end, the, the outstanding, the eminently qualified marine. That is an unachie- unachievable human. Yeah, It's an unachievable marine. You will not be that good. You cannot hold all those categories. But let me tell you something. That is no reason to not aspire to become the most eminently qualified human being that you can become. Just because it's an impossible path, just because it's a path with no end to it, just because you'll never reach the top of the mountain ever, you will not. You cannot. Guess what? That is no reason to stop. Guess what? Jiu-jitsu, you're going to get tapped out. You're, there's always going to be someone that, get, that can tap you out. Always. 100% of the time. The best guys in the world get tapped out. Yeah. The best guys in the world get tapped out. Buchecha, Hodger Gracie. Buchecha is the best guy in the world. What happens? He goes in gi and loses to Hodger Gracie. Tapped out. Submitted. Why is that? Because somebody's always, and what happened to Roger Gracie, by the way, when he fought Tim Kennedy? He got beat down. So there's always, you're never gonna get to the top of the mountain, but that is not, there's, that is not a reason to not, to stop climbing. Yeah. Just because you're not gonna reach the top of the mountain doesn't mean you stop climbing. No, actually you climb harder. You see where you can get. Mm. But if you don't know what you're climbing, if you don't understand the mountain, if you can't see the summit, you don't know where to climb. And then you just look around and go, well, I might as well just slide down. Because right. it, 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 it takes physical and mental exertion to move up the mountain. And if I don't even know where the top is, I'm just gonna, I can't tell where I am. I can't tell if I'm halfway up the mountain, a quarter way up the mountain. I can't tell if I'm close to the top, bottom to the top, I can't tell. Yeah. 
So there's enough reason for me just to sit around and do nothing. Break out the donuts. No donuts. The, okay, so the way you started this was, was um, with your Navy experience as yes. far as evaluations go. And it, it, okay, so this is essentially what it, what it kind of translated to me, what it was. In the Navy, the one that you were talking about was like everyone expected to get the, high, the, top, the perfect score, That's right? We, and that was sort up, of yep. the standard. Yep. And then the, in the Marine Corps one, it's kind of the opposite. Well, no, the, the Navy one started off. When I first got in the Navy, basically everyone was a 4.0 and yeah, everything. I mean. Then they changed it because you needed to force rank. And I don't know when the Marine Corps or if they made that change, but it, but they did because that's the way it is now. They're force yeah. ranked for sure. Yeah. Okay. So the and the point is just the two um, different standards, um, like common like standards, right? Where, you know, when, cause you get this in other places too, where it's like, Oh, you know, it's just a, just your, here's your quarterly evaluation. Mm-hmm. And I just put force, yeah. you know, cause I don't have any complaints about you kind of thing. Right, 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 right. It doesn't necessarily reflect how dope you really are. It's or, just, I don't or have any, how dope you could be. Yes, exactly. Right. So it's just more of like, okay. So the ceiling is pretty low is what it is by like a common like perception as far as the standard goes. Then you got have the opposite where it's like, oh, we all know no one's going to get a five. Like we all just know that. So we're we're just kind of doing the best we can kind of thing. And in that way is better for obvious reasons. But at the end of the day, it's like when you say, oh, yeah, you can literally be like you're topping out because as you get better and better, it's harder to get better and better. Mm, yes. You know, yes. so. If, but you won't even get to those upper levels if that ceiling was so low and you're ripping fours all day yeah. or all year or whatever. Sure. So, man, I used to um, I used to play this game Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you ever heard of that? Super Mario Brothers. I have Brothers. heard of it, but I've well, never. There's I've, many I versions. don't think I've ever played one single second okay. of that particular video game. All right. Thing, bro. Okay. I played well, Halo one time for about three minutes with yeah. some of the guys that was in my SEAL platoon. Yeah. And, and then I just I think was after. Yeah. thought it was, uh, they were really good at it. They murdered me a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And then I said, well, this is stupid. It's a video yep. game. I don't care who wants to go grapple. <laughs> yeah. Well, that part is, <laughs> I, I would say that that's true, but this, the, the point still is consistent. So Super Mario Brothers. It's okay. So it's Super Mario. There's a bunch of Mario Brothers. This is one is super. This, is, well, this one is called Super Mario Brothers. Okay. The original Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. I, I want to say 1984, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Old school. So Super Mario Brothers had four worlds, uh, sorry, eight worlds, four levels each world. So 32 levels. And you have an opportunity at various points in some levels to hit the warp, like the warp zone. So you go down a pipe and it skips like all these levels, mm-hmm. right? So you could you could essentially get through the game in maybe like, I don't know, six or eight levels okay. if you warped, right? But if you chose not to warp, you would have to go through all 32 levels. So I used to be able to go through um, all 32 levels, never dying one single time. Like I got really, really good at that. You're... For those of you that are just listening and not seeing this on video, Echo looks super proud of that last <laughs> statement. I mean, I was a little bit embarrassed for him, but it's cool. Anyway. Okay, 32 so, levels, never yes. dying. And super here, Mario here's Brothers. Why that's, here's why that's significant, though, as far as Super Mario Brothers goes. Because you can easily pass the game, save the princess, by just warping. And it's still real hard, but mm-hmm. you, you, get, you, know, you only go through a few levels compared to if you go through all the levels voluntarily. Uh-huh. Right? So... Once you save the princess by warping, it's like, cool, now you got to go through all the levels. But if you can do that without dying, that's like, that's super high level. 
Right. As far as Super Mario <laughs> Brothers goes. <laughs> so no. it's basically so. Con- What's so, your point? So go back to the two standards. This is hurting Go me. back to the two standards. If you go for the standards, like, oh, yeah, everyone gets a f- kind of a 4.0 kind of thing. That's like passing the, passing the game by warping. It's true. Like, man, you pass the game in one man. Damn, that's good. That's good by any standard, really. You know, I can't complain mm-hmm. about that. But you got to open up the standard a little bit more. Go through all 32 levels. Then without dying. Then you do it as quick as you can kind of thing. And if that standard kind of allows for all that, where you can't reach the top of the level. Like, the standard isn't saving the princess. The standard is, like, something way greater. You see what I'm saying? So it allows you to get better and be evaluated on that on that elevation while still not like capping out at a certain level. You see what I'm saying? That's what you got to do as far as the evaluation uh, process goes. Okay, bro. bro I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Look to Super Mario Bros. There was this thing they discovered. It was like a glitch in the game where you could like go to this one level and do this thing with a turtle shell and keep jumping on it and get like a thousand men. Just kind of a step backwards in a way, but that's just a side note. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Okay. How much time have you spent playing video games? Well, imagine what you could have done with your life. Yeah. Well, keep in mind. You could have played guitar. You could have played, you know, instruments. You could have mastered chess. You could have Mm -hmm. spoken another language. Instead, you're over here talking about how you did 32 levels. (laughs) (laughs) In one man, by the way. By the way, this is a a get you a really low grade. When I come up with a system, your grade is going to be low. Yes. As far as achievements goes, yes, very low. But as far as an evaluation process, did other people like highly respect you? Um, Did did Jade Charles go, hey, man. Did he kind of? Yeah, sometimes. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. You finally got that respect you wanted from Keep that in Super mind, Mario Keep in mind, I was in fifth grade, by the way. So, you know, a little bit different. Was that, that a humble brag? Like, I did 32 <laughs> levels. By the way, I was only in fifth grade. No, I think it was more of an aging thing. Actually, that wasn't a brag at all because in fifth grade. You could have been learning the language. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing pull-ups. Actually, I was doing pull-ups in fifth grade. That's legit. Yeah, big time. I thought so. Check. Well, okay. Look, here's the bottom line. We are looking to step up. We are looking to 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 become better, truly better. Mm-hmm. So, what do you got for us? How can you how can you help us get better? Yeah, what to stay got? on the path. So, and actually, that that brings up a good point because we're on the path, quote unquote, right? You, oh, we, yeah. whatever, all on the path, and saying us. we're even saying we're on the path, straight up saying mm-hmm. it. But like, what is the path though? I mean, sure, there's some things. Yeah. You know, we can go through it. Jiu-Jitsu, of course, is yeah. part of it, but you don't have an evaluation kind of standard is what you say. So, yeah, I think that'll be how... Actually, I'm really looking forward to it, Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. Nonetheless, Jiu-Jitsu, yes, that's on the path. Here's... Okay, so this will help us prep then, at the very least, prepare to be officially on the path and be evaluated at the same time. Get a gi. Yeah. Right? Step one, get a gi. Step 1B, get a rash guard. So where do we get our geese? We get our geese from Origin, originmain.com. Best geese in the world, factually. Actually, the new Rift, is that out? Yes, That's yes, out, right? it is Rift out. It is live. Re, this is like when you put a Rift gi on and then go back to your old gi. Yeah, like I said this a, before. It's a game. It's yeah. a non-starter. You're, you're going to be mad at your old gi. You're going to betray your old gi. You're going to wonder why anyone ever made a gi like they used to make them yeah <laughs> but then again then you're gonna then if you choose you can revisit or you can visit that video that pete 
put out about like you know yeah, how it's made and yeah. like all this stuff it's like oh, okay that's why they didn't make it because what they went through to make it yeah you know not not everyone's willing and, to do that and as usual we are standing on the shoulders of giants because you always look at the way things have evolved and you have to take those iterative steps no one just thinks of the iPhone right right yeah. <laughs> somebody had to make a bunch of other phones before that. Oh yeah, and then even consider iPhone like right now. Like, what is the newest one? I don't know X or some yeah. something ten. Right? I don't know. The X is the ten. You know, Roman numerals. I guess I didn't know that at first. Anyway, the one in six years from now is going to make this X ten like one idiot. be like, oh, that's the old school. Yeah. You know, like non-evolved Neanderthal yeah. one. That's Dumb. what it's going to feel like. That's, so, what, that's what your old gi will feel like. Yes. A non-evolved exactly. Neanderthal gi. And then yeah. you put on the rift, you go, oh. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, you, you, can get the, you can get the gis, you can get the rash guards, you can get other clothing. You can also get supplements, which right now I am taking a ton of joint warfare. Yeah, I, I hurt my knee, which is not that big of a deal. Because let's face it, I'm walking around, you know, we're going to be fine. It's not that big of a deal. I don't want people to feel like oh no what happened don't worry everything is fine I did however up the joint warfare and continue the krill oil path but the the, the joint warfare you can feel it in there you can feel it like little micro nano robots in there repairing <laughs> stuff yep. now you have to you know I know it happened with your bicep but the last time I hurt my other knee it was a disaster yeah. And this one is already. Yeah. So, anyways, yes. get your joint warfare. I remember you. Well, I, I mean, of course, I remember it because it was as recent as today, where you're like, I'm like Wolverine. I heal up so <laughs> fast. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, well, I dig it. It's probably the joint warfare. But yeah, man, the Wolverine, joint warfare that's has you too. something to do with it. But also, there's some. There's definitely. I definitely have been uh, blessed with some sort of a ability to. To heal up a little quicker. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, yeah. Hey, Thank, I, thankfully, I knock on wood. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Cool. Well, also we have mulk, which is additional protein that happens to be delicious and tastes like a dessert, straight up. That's the way it goes with that. Also, where your kid mulk? Same mm-hmm. deal, just for the kids. Well, a little bit it's more a little engineer. bit the same deal, but they have strawberry warrior kid mulk, which mm-hmm. is literally the best tasting thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, that has strawberry flavor because mint is still my favorite and we do have strawberry adult milk coming out I need that and it is ridiculous what is T and E test and evaluate Uh so I got the little package in the mail and it was so good Mm. so yeah you can get that Uh, you know also discipline and discipline go so discipline if you are going to train jujitsu or you're going to do something that's gonna require physical output and at the same time, mental alertness. So that's, mm-hmm. for me, it was always about, hey, pre-mission. Because mm-hmm. when you're on a mission, you have to be physically ready and you have to be mentally ready. Mm-hmm. You need both aspects. And so that's why we made discipline, so you're ready for those things. And then also, we have discipline go, which is, a, which is a capsule, and the reason I made this is because sometimes I'm going to speak or I'm going to work with a company or I'm gonna be in a boardroom all day and I wanna bring my A game. Sure. And I don't wanna have to drink a whole beverage 
because I don't don't need it at that time. So I talked to Pete and Brian. We took the the elements from discipline drink, put them into the capsule. So that way, if you need to bring your A game, you can get your discipline go, and that will get you across the board. And so we'll a little bit of Jocko White tea. Yep, it's a good one. The original, the original tea that Jocko was into. Yeah. Just kind of a you know, white tea. It's you know at first, but now it's sort of a staple. It's like synonymous, you know, Jocko white tea. Yeah, it's a, it's synonymous with good taste. It's synonymous with eight thousand pound deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that big time. Also, the tea is available at Jocko store because yes, Jocko has a store which we already know. But that's a good place to visit to stay in the game to represent while you're in the game. So. If you want t-shirts, we got some lightweight hoodies, rolling, rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Very good, a lot of good evaluations yeah, on that one. No comment. Yeah, because you haven't put one on yet. Because you haven't given me one. A lot. Well, <laughs> you know, let's face it, you kind of deserve that one. And <laughs> it's also changing minds of people who oh, originally weren't really signed on to the lightweight. Mr. <laughs> Special Forces over here. I like it. Psyops. I'm t- you know what? Hey, the, d- d- it's... Truth be told, they came out really good. Just even the, like the fit, the design. Is this the one it, it that Dave came. had on the other night? Yes, sir, it is. One of them. There's two. There's two. Okay. That's right. There's it's, two. You can get truckers hats. Yep. Patches you, on there. Yeah. A bunch of other stuff. Yeah. A bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. If you want jockostore.com, if you want to represent while you're on the path, while you're being evaluated, that might even be one of the evaluation uh, scenarios. What? You know, your uniform. Come on. Anyway. Yeah, I guess if someone's just a complete slob, yeah, then what? maybe they do need to step it up. Maybe. Somebody, yeah, okay, maybe uniform will be judged, but I doubt it. Well, okay, well, don't what be if, wearing a stinky gi though. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a uniform violation, big time. Yes, sir. Oh, you didn't want to wash your gi, so now we all have to suffer. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get punished. What no, if? Don't do that. Hey, the the rift gi, yeah. the cool thing, you you can wash with your normal clothes. Yeah, because it's and it dries. It's not. It's not like when you put a regular ghee in, and it's like you threw a threw a forty pound weight in your washing machine. Yeah, go 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 Yeah, yeah, because it all bunches up to one site. Yeah, yeah, and it takes nine hours to dry. Not the rift. The rift dries with your normal like quick dry t shirts. Just about. Yeah. Did you see the video Pete had when he's like going into the fibers? Like he takes yeah, one yeah, yeah. fiber and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. breaking it and it's hard to break. He puts the two and you yeah, can't even break yeah. it. The whole key is that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. Real good. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That is, for lack of a better term, it's important. It's something. It's not nothing like to subscribe versus if you didn't subscribe. Yeah, don't forget about also the Warrior Kid podcast. So this is one where your kids can actually be educated. This is quality time with your kids. You sit there and listen to Warrior Kid podcast instead of driving your car and you're playing some lame music for them or you're having them listen to some dumb podcast. No, have them listen to Warrior Kid podcast. They're going to learn from it. You're going to learn from it. Just check it out. It'll it'll help. It will help your kids. I just got a text this morning from a buddy who said he had a. This is going into the book, but he had a nephew who had been through you know a rough time, and 
10 years old, got him the Warrior Kid book, boom, Warrior Kid, he's like, hey, this, that book completely changed the trajectory of my nephew's life. Hmm. And it doesn't get much better than that. But the Warrior Kid podcast has the same messages in a podcast format, so check that out. And also, while you're there, you can check out some of that irishoaksranch.com where we have a warrior kid that is making soap, started a business making soap on his farm from goat milk. And that goat milk will help you stay clean. Stay clean. My daughter has a question for Uncle Jake. Oh, okay, by the way. Cool, Don't worry, I'll cool. send it to him. Yeah, yeah. And his send people, it to Uncle Jake. And, you know, we'll get that sorted. He might. Also, you. YouTube. We have a YouTube channel if you're interested in the ver- video version of this podcast. Let's see what Jocko looks like while he, you know, gives it to you straight. It's, you know, that's where you go. There's YouTube. also some of Echo's legit videos on there that he calls legit videos. He well, feels good about. He feels really good about them. And just like he feels good about getting through 32 levels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes. And then we got psychological warfare. If you need a little, if you, everyone that looks for an alarm says, oh, it would really be great to have an alarm. Jocko, make an alarm. That's the alarm. Psychological warfare. It's on iTunes, Google Play, MP3 platforms. And not, not only will it wake you up in the morning, but if you're having a moment of weakness because you want to eat a donut, this will 100% effective stop you from eating a donut. Press play. Psychological warfare. Check it out. Also, flip side canvases. My brother, Dakota Meyer. You heard him on this podcast, number 115. If you haven't listened to that podcast, just go listen to it. Give yourself about four hours because it's long and it's heavy. But he's got a company where he's putting images onto various forms of canvas, of nylon, or what is it, vinyl, vinyl. And you can take these things. And that way, these are kind of things you can put up in your house where you look at it and you get that little extra message to go get some. Or that all your excuses are lies. Or that things are good, or that discipline equals freedom. So, check it out. FlipsideCanvas.com. Support my brother Dakota Meyer. Yeah, some really good stuff on there. Also, if you're looking to expand your your workout horizons, go to Onnit.com/slash/jocko. They got some good workout gear on there. A lot of good info. A lot of good stuff on there overall. It's like to to optimize your whole situation. But yeah, really good stuff on there. Onnit.com/slash/jocko. Some books. Mm-hmm. I just talked about Way the Warrior Kid. That's one. That's book one. The next book, same series called Mark's Mission. And then there's the third book in the series, which is called Way the Warrior Kid, Where There's a Will. So that is now live for pre order at this time. If you want it, order it now. That way I can print enough copies for everyone. That's called the big pre-order that I used to make fun of my publisher, but guess who the publisher is now? Me, so I have to know how many to print. So if you want it, order it now, and it's gonna come out May 28th. So there you go. Also, we have Mikey and the Dragons. This is a book to help kids figure out how to overcome fear. Sure, your kids could read some book, where you could read some book to your little kid that's about things that don't matter in the world, Mm. Or you could read them a book that helps them actually learn how to overcome their fears. That's Mikey and the Dragons. Great story. Awesome art. Very awesome art, yes. The Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. Give the gift of discipline. Yep. That's that's all there is to say. Mm. It's the book that's going to show people that you, it's going to show people the path. Mm. If you want that 
on audio form, then that's not on Audible. It's on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, and other MP3 platforms. Then you got Extreme Ownership, which I wrote with my brother Leif Babin, where we took the leadership lessons we learned on the battlefield and explain how those can be applied to your business and life. And one of those lessons in that book is called The Dichotomy of Leadership. The dichotomy of leadership seemed to be, as we continue to work with businesses, companies, leaders around the world, we found that the biggest problem that they had was balancing the dichotomy of leadership. And when you can't balance the dichotomy of leadership, the multiple dichotomies of leadership, when you can't balance them, they derail your whole team. So get extreme ownership and get yourself the dichotomy of leadership so that you can understand how to truly apply these things effectively. Echelon Front, that's my leadership consultancy, and what we do is solve problems through leadership. We have an outstanding team of outstanding guys, Leif Babin, J.P. Donnell, Dave Burke, Mike Cochran, or sorry, Flynn Cochran, Mike Sorelli, Mike Baima, and now Jason Gardner. If you need help at your company with any problem, because every problem that you have in your business is a leadership problem, that's what we do. We solve problems through leadership, echelonfront.com. We have the muster coming up. Chicago, 23rd and 24th. Uh, We haven't pulled the sold out switch yet, but we're going to, it's almost sold out. September 19th and 20th, that's, that's May 23rd and 24th in Chicago. September 19th and 20th in Denver. And then December 4th and 5th in Sydney, extremeownership.com. If you want to register, do it quickly because all of them are going to sell out. EF Online, this is for those of you that can't make it to a muster or you can't bring your whole company to a muster because it's expensive. That's why we made EF Online. This is online interactive leadership training. It's me and it's everyone on the Echelon Front team training leadership through technology. It's, it's available direct to consumer if you're just one person, you wanna get in the game, or you got a company, you can get it through enterprise. But if you wanna check it out, go to efonline.com. And of course, on top of that, we have EF Overwatch where we're taking leaders, proven leaders from spec ops and from combat aviation, putting them, placing them into companies in the civilian sector. Don't always hire someone based just because they have experience in a field. Actually hire them for their leadership capability because it is a lot easier to teach someone an industry than it is to teach someone leadership. So get yourself a qualified, proven leader. Go to efoverwatch.com if that's what you need. And if you want to hang out with us a little bit more, because you're just not satisfied with 500 hours of us on this podcast, well, then we are on the interwebs. We are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, and of course we are on that Facebook. Echo is at Echo Charles, and I am at Jocko Willink, and thanks to all the people that make this podcast possible. And by that I mean not some big corporate sponsor, by that I mean our police, our military, our law enforcement, our firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, dispatchers, correctional officers, border patrol, and yes, Secret Service, all you first responders, all you in uniform, your service and your sacrifice, allow us to live, to live a life of liberty and the pursuit of happiness, which is what we're doing here. And everyone else out there, 
check yourself evaluate yourself honestly are you doing what you can do to be better are you working as hard as you can and that just doesn't mean work as in your vocation or your job are you working to be a better father or mother or daughter or son are you maximizing opportunities and again not just professional opportunities but opportunities to help someone to teach someone to coach someone to make someone else better are you maximizing the opportunities to spend time with your family to strengthen the relationships you have are you maximizing the opportunities to make the members of your family better are you every day doing everything you can to live the most eminently worthy life you can live ask yourself those questions and when you realize that you fall short that we all fall short when you realize that then get yourself on the path to correct those shortfalls by going out there and getting after it and until next time this is echo and jocko out <laughs>